1: begin to be poured out upon all men. Wow. <laughs> this is there. spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. spoken by the prophet, by the prophet, by the prophet <laughs> In the last days I pour out my spirit saying the Lord and then the will begin to flow. They flow. call our pen and breathing, what shall we do? Repent and be baptized every one of you. ha, 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 I see that, Spoken that. by the prophet joe oh, oh, oh. Do that? I that, Spoken by the prophet joe i oh, oh. Do you that? my God. spirit. Say Lord. Falling, and the well still flowing. The promise hasn't ended. You can't dispute the facts. The fire's still burning, just like the Book of Acts. He fills you with the Spirit. You will speak with other tongues. That's still the way that the Holy Ghost comes. I, 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 I. This is it. This is it. I'm that a a
2: everybody, Pastor Bob, I'm back. I was gone last Sunday. We're doing some family things and, in Bismarck. But now I'm back for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. And that makes sense to you if you're living in the Dickinson area, if you're listening on the internet somehow or uh, you know, on Holy Ghost radio. It probably doesn't make any sense. You didn't know I was gone. But uh, when you live in Dickinson, you know when Pastor Bob's gone, right? Don't they put out big Big posters and stuff, Pastor Bob's gone, you know. But anyway, I'm back, so we were glad to be back. Uh, last week we had Seth Springer doing the program for us. He did a great job. If you are tuning in uh, locally here, of course you know who I am, Pastor Bob Simons, the New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive. If you're tuning in uh, unlocally, then you are don't know what's going on. But this is a live broadcast. I, You are listening to, to a, a pastor from Dickinson, North Dakota, And uh, we come every Sunday night on Holy Ghost Radio, Channel 2, and also on KDIX's website. That's the AM radio station here. It's been here forever in Dickinson. And so glad to have you with us. I uh, just want you to know about our church. We had a great service today, some uh, new people there, and just excited about that. It seems like that's been uh, a weekly occurrence that We've been having new people all the time, and so God's really doing something in our services. Our next service, we actually we're having a New Year's Eve service um, tomorrow night, Monday night at 7:30, and then at Wednesday night is our our service after that. That's at 7:30, and then on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock we have during the Sunday school for the children. We also have a 10 o'clock adult Bible classes that are open discussion, and then on, at 11 o'clock we have our worship service. So that's that's what we do. I um I got my guitar in the studio, so I got a bunch of guitar players in the studio here today. But so the uh, hopefully they don't critique me too bad. But I I this is a little song I wrote years ago, and I just felt like singing it before the broadcast tonight. Sing
3: your praise, sing your praise to Him. Sing your praise. Sing your praise to Him, for He alone is worthy, He alone is holy, He alone is God. So sing your praise, sing your praise to Him, sing your praise, sing your praise to Him, for He alone is worthy. God, He alone is worthy. God,
2: and He is alone, the only God, amen. The Word of God made flesh, Jesus Christ, and uh, the one, only God, the Father, came in a form that we could understand, and that's who Jesus was. Not another God, not a separate God, but the one true God came in a way that we could comprehend, that we could understand that's all in John chapter 1. I'm not going to speak about that tonight, but I just felt like singing it. In the studio, we have Abe running the controls, we have Connor, and we've got Tim. And so Tim's got his Bible, going to check, he's going to be like the Bereans, check out if the things I say are really so or not. I'm going to read a verse in John chapter 10 and verse 10, I've been speaking about this verse all day long, starting in our church this morning, even in my Sunday school class somewhat and then in our church service and then at the county jail this afternoon and now tonight on the radio. I'm just going to keep it going. Jesus said, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Jesus was talking about the thief. Certainly he was talking about Satan. He was certainly talking about his tool, sin. Uh, that's That's what... kills, destroys, um, uh, he uh, you know, steals from us uh, the good things of life, the, the abundant life that we should be having. That's, that's the reason people are depressed. That's the pe- reason people are miserable. Uh, that's the reason people are hopeless, is because they have not found the abundant life that Jesus is talking about. Uh, many people in our world are just existing. That's all. They, they just exist they're not really living they're depressed no direction uh, without hope you know the um, uh living for frivolous things um, you know there's there's really no no hope you know um i'm going to say that uh even though i think it was lenin the russian uh communist that said religion is the opiate of the masses really in our world entertainment entertainment is the opiate of the masses it it uh, is numbing people. Uh, it's helping people not to think about how hopeless their life is. And our—I don't know how—I can't speak for the rest of the world, but I know in the United States of America, entertainment has become—you um, know—like uh, this. This holiday season, <coughs> people begin to get excited about sports games. I'm sure on the—I'm uh, sure on January first, there's big football games and stuff. Uh, there always has been. I'm not—I'm not a fan. I'm not a. A, uh, I don't know anything about sports really anymore. I used to when I was younger it used to be a huge part of my life uh before I came to God, but when I came to God, I lost um uh, interest in it and and i um uh, because it seems frivolous like it doesn't seem like one of the main things that we should be wrapped up into me um the the uh, I, I i talk to people who uh their whole life revolves around their pet or their pets, their animals. And here again, if you have a pet and you like your pet, I'm not saying that's a sin, that's nothing wrong with that, but I'm telling you that is depressing to me, just to think that your whole life revolves around your animal, your pet. There's more to life than that. People are looking for abundant life, and they're looking, I think, in the wrong places. People are looking for abundant life in relationships. They think that there's a person out there that can make them happy. How unfair that is. If you're not happy in the first place, how's some person going to make you happy? You know, there, there is, um, I've often said over the years, if you if you think that way, you should maybe get a golden retriever or a golden Labrador instead of a person because they have a better chance of making you happy than a person would. Um, you know, the, but people are looking for that. That's why they go through marriages uh, one after the other because they're trying to find somebody that makes them happy. But I'm going to tell you abundant life, the abundant life that Jesus is talking about is not found in relationships. It's not found in education. People are looking for abundant life in education. They go to college, they think that somehow this is going to give them an abundant life. That uh, it doesn't. Some people look for abundant life in their in their money, in their possessions. That's not you're you're uh, barking up the wrong tree. That there's plenty of rich people that commit suicide. There's plenty of famous song uh, writers. I've got a. I've got a famous uh, upcoming famous musician, songwriter sitting here in the studio with me. Abe, that's not going to make you happy. Um, he, uh, he's just shaking his head, no, but he is pretty good, but you know but some people think that's what it makes but but there are people that you know um, Elvis Presley wasn't happy, and uh, I, I don't think he committed suicide, but I know that he was addicted to drugs and he died a, a drug addict's death. Because being famous, owning things, having money is not going to give you the abundant life that Jesus was talking about. Some people, adventure is what they're after. Uh, we just, just this week, two men in separate events both walked across Antarctica, which is an amazing thing. Uh, one of them was just a little, like a week ahead of the other one, and he became the first person to ever do it, and the other one became, of course, the second person to ever do it. But you know you will not find the abundant life in adventure. I remember when I was uh in high school and and I was uh I wanted to win the state wrestling championship so bad, the class A wrestling championship. I went to school at Bismarck High in Bismarck North Dakota and I remember the night that I won the championship. All all my dreams had come true. The referee was raising my hand, the spotlight was on me. And I thought for some reason things were going to change. I thought my whole world was going to change, but the next morning I woke up and I realized nothing had changed. There's not, you know, the the president didn't call me. I mean, they didn't fly me to Washington D.C. I wasn't famous. My family knew about it. It was in the newspaper. That was about it. You see, there, there, in this life, this abundant life that Jesus is talking about here. He said, "I'm come that they might have life, and that more abundantly." Looking for it now, here again, some people look for it in narcotics uh your your drugs, your alcohol, and uh let me just put a little jab on you drinkers out there you If you say things like to Pastor Bob like, "Well, I might drink, but at least I don't take drugs, you know i'm going to look at you and say that that's a dumb thing to say. you don't take drugs, but you drink. <laughs> what do you think alcohol is it's It's one of the worst drugs that there ever was you know that's that's why uh these people are, you know, it's the buzz around North Dakota. Boy, they're going to legalize marijuana. we got a drug legal right now that's worse than marijuana. And you know that's true. I mean, I'm against marijuana, too. They're both bad. Marijuana makes you lazy. Alcohol makes you pull your girlfriend's hair out. Uh, you know, I don't know which one's worse, But, I mean, I, I'm just saying they're both bad drugs. But the, the point is, is you'll never find fulfillment in those things. Of course not. Or any sinful activity. But Jesus has come to give us abundant life. How do we get it? How do we receive it? Are you interested in knowing how? Well, that's what the broadcast is about tonight. And when we come back, I'm going to read my texts and greet everybody that's texted me tonight. Text me. You know what? I haven't even given out the number. 701-290-7862. 701-290-7862. Or if you're out of the country, you can email me, Robert simons58 at gmail.com and I'm going to tell you how to get that abundant life when we come back
4: he's in room 211 with a bottle in his hand another broken life another wasted man he lost his home and family to Going, in May. That's a day he bought a heartache, he can't afford to pay. It's the About to take his life. He sealed it with a kiss. The cause was paradise. Thirty silver pieces bought him.
2: Cost of low living, boy. That's, that song sure fit in just right. The um, you're just about as good as your grandpa. You do with more by accident than most people do on purpose. In fact, today when I was speaking about this message, I was talking about. Uh, I don't even it won't even make sense if I tell it. But I I said at the end of the service, let's all stand, and then I said. Um, uh, uh, why sit? Why sit you there till you die? I was, I, I didn't put the two together, but, but it worked out really good. So, I was talking about anyway. I might get to that verse yet later today. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to work as good though. You know, in First Kings chapter seventeen is the secret to abundant life, and uh, in the story of First Kings seventeen nine through twenty four, we read about how Elijah had just told uh, Ahab that he said that there's not going to be uh, it's not going to rain for three years. And then God told Elijah, get out of the country. And he said, I'm, I've commanded in First Kings seventeen nine, arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon and dwell there. Behold, I've commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath, Elijah did. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruse. and behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die." This is a, a story that's so interesting to me, that, and, and I'm going to tell you how there is the key to abundant life in this story, and I'm going to get to it here in a minute. But so so we hear, here we see Elijah being told by the Lord, he said, I commanded a widow woman in Zarephath to take care of you. Now, I don't believe Elijah knew who the widow woman was, and I don't believe that she knew who he was. I don't know if she knew that she was commanded to take care of him. In fact, uh, I don't believe she knew anything about it. But this um, is so interesting to me because Elijah goes to the Zarephath, the first widow woman he sees, he just assumes it's her. And he asks her... um, Uh, She, he said, I'd like a little something to drink and a little something to eat. And she said, I don't have anything to eat. I've got just enough left to make a tiny little meal for my son and I. And then after that, we're going to starve to death. Now that's kind of the way life is, you know, in reality, life without God, we gather our little sticks, we cook our little meal and then we die. And I know it seems to last longer than that, but the older you get, the more it, you, the more you have this strange um, uh, ability to see how fast life is like like for instance when you're young and your summer vacation from school seems to last forever like 3 months it's like like forever when you're older summer goes by so fast that you can't even can't even imagine that it's by like it's gone like where did 2018 go You know, and that's because as you get older, you realize, I think, how um, brief life really is. And that's kind of the way life is. You you basically get your sticks, you make your little life, and then you die. Um, And death is such a final thing. It really is in this life. I mean, like when you, uh, without the hope of eternal life, I, I just don't understand how people can even smile. I really don't understand it. You know, boy, I'm, I'm I'm really brain dead. I wrote a list of people that are listening tonight, and I forgot to say hello to everybody. I I got you. I'll 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 greet you after this this segment. But I I'm I'm kind of excited about my topic. So, there's all kinds. We even got some stoners listening tonight. But the um this this um this topic I'm talking about this woman, she's a she's a widow lady. I'm assuming she's a good woman, and she was would have been glad to help Elijah out, but. She doesn't isn't able to, and and much depression comes from this type of attitude. It really does. If without God, I don't see how you can go through this life without being depressed. Like if you're an atheist listening to me tonight or an agnostic, I'm glad you're listening. Thank you for listening, and I do get people like that listening. Uh, but I just. Don't understand what keeps you going, especially if you get just a little older. I don't really understand what it is to just think you're going to live and you're going to die and it's going to be over. I don't really understand what keeps you going when you bury your loved ones. I I really don't understand it. Uh, I don't don't understand the mindset of the atheist. I, I don't understand. I feel sorry for you, and I know that probably offends you. But please don't be offended. I I just do feel sorry for you. No hope. No hope in eternal life. That's a sad, sad existence to me. And much depression comes from that type of thinking. Uh, I know that nowadays they're giving out pills for depression. Let me just tell you, most of the time they don't work. And a lot of times the reason they don't work. Now, if you're depressed because um, (coughs) your body's missing something, maybe you had a baby and you got depressed or, you know, I don't know. I, I, I believe in that. Okay, I just want to clear the air. I do believe in that type of thing, but I also know that I believe most depression comes from this hopelessness, this this despondent, helpless, uh, just I'm a, just a cog in this universe that doesn't seem to, um, you know, doesn't make any difference that I'm here or not. I'm just an animal. You think that just just going to live and die and that's it. If I believed that, I'd be super depressed. If I believed that, I might be suicidal. This woman in this story that we're reading, she was going to die, but God was going to give her life. And I'm getting ready to tell you the secret to abundant life because it's in this story, in 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 9 through 24. So we get the picture the Lord told Elijah. He said, I'm sending you to Zarephath. There's a widow woman that's going to take care of you. But tonight, I'm going to ask this question. In this story, who's taking care of who? Because in verse 13, Elijah said to this widow woman, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said. In other words, go make your little cake. But make me thereof a little cake first. And bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruse of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord which he spake by Elijah. You see this story, Elijah asked her a strange question. He said, before you make that little cake for your son and yourself, he said, I want you to make me a little cake first. And he said, when you do that, you'll never run out of flour and you'll never run out of oil. And this lady did it and every day when she'd look in that barrel and she'd look in that (coughs) container with the oil, (coughs) there was more. And the Bible says that during this time, during this famine, during this drought, that she fed her family and Elijah. Now, and I, I'm reading this, her house, she brought her relatives over. She brought her uh, everybody over. And every time she looked in that barrel, there was some more in there, just enough. So my question to you, is, did God send Elijah to be taken care of by the widow? Or did God send Elijah there to take care of the widow? Because this is the essence of the program tonight. This secret to abundant life is to give God first. Give your cake away, and you can eat it too. (laughs) How does that go? You You can have your cake and eat it too? Well, I'm going to say give your cake away, and you can eat it too. Give God first. It's the key. That's what Jesus meant in Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You know, give, give to God first. Give, get get involved. Quit thinking about yourself first. Quit thinking about your own happiness first. Start thinking about God's happiness, if I can say it that way, and others' happiness first. And you're going to find out that you're going to find your life. That's the secret. Elijah told her, make me a cake first. I'm going to spend the rest of this broadcast tonight talking about that little thing and about how if you don't do not have an abundant life today that you can have it if you put this in practice. <music> back. Tell it like it is radio show. I want to just say hello to some of the people that have texted me tonight. We've got uh, Jeannie from Michigan. We've got the Frost family from St. Cloud. We've got Zach and Leah from West Fargo. Two sets of Burlings listening tonight. We've got one set down by Wischik and one set up by Park River, North Dakota. A lady named Sherita is listening tonight and um, we've got north of Belfield, some Lomans, some Dickies. Um, Somebody said the Lomans are so thick up north of Belfield, you're going to have to start spraying for them. We've got, uh, we've got some stoners listening, uh, and, and he said Little Miss stoners listening tonight. We've got Lori from South Hart, uh, some Schulers from up by Grafton. Uh, we've got Brother Griffith out in Great Falls, Montana, and uh, some Campbells listening out by South Hart. We've got Yvonne down at Bowman listening. To the Tell It Like It Is show, good to have all you. Thank you so much for texting me. Text me if you're listening, 701-290-7862. This is another Pastor Bob program on get a life. (laughs) Quit being selfish. Quit being depressed. You're depressed because you're selfish. I mean, I know that's going to anger people. But anyway, that's my show. If you don't like it, don't listen to it. You know, um, uh, if I get depressed, it's because I'm selfish. I start thinking about myself, thinking about my happiness. And uh, that's exactly the opposite of what the Bible teaches. This story that I, if you just tune in, First Kings 17, a, a widow lady had enough food to make one little meal for her son and herself before she died. A prophet named Elijah said, go ahead and do that. But before you do that, make me a meal first. And when she did that, the barrel she kept the food in and the container she kept the oil in Never went dry for three years. <clears throat> you know this Jesus said it like this in Luke chapter six, verse thirty eight, give it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom, for with the same measure that you meet with all it shall be measured to you again. Proverbs three verses nine said, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the firstfruits of thine increased. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty. Give to God first. Now, I'm not talking just about money, and I want you to know this. Pastor Bob has never asked for a dollar. Doing the tell it like it is radio show never has never will. That's not what this program is about. If you're going to send me ten dollars, take your mom out to eat instead, because I don't want it. I don't want to be on the air for that reason. You know, I that's I, you know I got so tired of those. You know, you know I've listened to. Religious radio. I don't have a TV, but I, I, I got so tired of those people begging for money, and I thought, you know, I, uh, when I got on radio, I'm never going to do it. But I'm going to tell you, even though I don't talk about it here, you better give to the work of God. You you better, because you need to honor God first. First, you know, um, Jesus said in Mark chapter eight. In fact, Jesus' whole ministry was talking about this. He said, if you're going to find your life, you got to lose it. He said, Whosoever will come after me, Mark eight thirty four, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospel's, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? You need to make your soul fat, not the rest of you fat. You know, um, some people think living for God is boring. Let me just address that for a minute. If I had to believe you over Jesus, I'm going to believe Jesus. Jesus said, "I came to give abundant life." If you tried living for Jesus and you were bored, it's because you're not doing it right. That's it. That's like going to the amusement park and staying in the bathroom all day, never getting out on the rides. You know, you know, you you go to the amusement park and sit sit on the toilet for eight hours. You know, I mean, and then you say that amusement park's boring. Get off the pot and start getting on the rides. I mean, like, it's not boring. You're boring. You're a boring person. That's why you're bored. You know, living for God is exciting. And if I have to, and if, and if you, you know, if somebody texts me and says, Oh, I think it's boring, I'm going to tell you this Jesus said he came to give us abundant life. I'm going with that. It, it's worked for me. I'm living the life. Right now, I know I've said this before, we'll see how it pans out. If, but if I found out I had pancreatic cancer today, tomorrow, and they gave me two months to live because that pancreatic cancer will take you quick, I don't know if I'd be sad. I have lived such an abundant life right now that I've lived more life than most people will ever live. I've gotten such a great ride, and the reason is because is I wasn't sitting on the pot, that pity pot, <laughs> Get off that pot. Get out on a ride. Hey, I could preach about that. You know that. You know, living living for God is not boring. It's exciting. It really is. I mean, like it. It is really exciting living for God. When you see all the miracles that God does, you see all the tremendous things He does. It's it's crazy. You know, just like like today, I'm preaching up at the jail. There's a guy up at the jail coming to my church service, and he said, "I got a brother." that goes to a Pentecostal church, a United Pentecostal church, I think in, in Scottsdale, Arizona. Well, what are the chances of that happening? Right away, I just knew, oh, God's going to reach this guy. You see, living for God is like that. God sets it up. I mean, like, like look at this widow woman. Look at, look at the amazing story here that God told Elijah, I got a widow woman that's going to take care of you in Zarephath. He shows up in Zarephath. First person he meets is a widow woman. He thinks, well, she must be the one. And because that widow woman gave to God first, God blessed her. You know, there there is, you know, it is a fulfilling life, living for Jesus. But you've got to seek him first. Like, like laying around Sunday mornings and not going to church is not seeking God first. You know, we have church... Twice a week, Sundays and Wednesdays. That's not a lot. But there are people that I've met over the years that think it's a lot. Well, can't come on Wednesdays. My kid's got to go to bed early. You know what? Let your kids fall asleep under the pew. It's not going to hurt those kids. we got nice carpet under our pews. You know, this, this idea that, oh, uh, yeah, it's, you know what? Weather's kind of bad. Can't come to church. Or not feeling good. Can't come to church. You know, you're not feeling good, but you go to Walmart, but you can't come to church. Afraid that you're going to infect all of us. But you go to Walmart and infect everybody. I always tell people, just come to church. I mean, if you've got the bubonic plague or something like that, don't come to church. You know, okay? But I'm just saying, if you've got the flu, you know, you're puking a little bit or whatever, just come to church. Don't kiss anybody. You know I mean but what what why am I saying it? Because you give to God first, you do what God asks you to do first, you know you know you uh how do you give to God first see i'm I'm talking about this abundant life that Jesus promised you give to God first, okay, you give to God first by wanting to know him through his word, like I know people that always act confused about God. Like, yeah, I just, boy, the Bible's really confusing. I just, I've got a lady told me years ago, I've never forgot this. She goes, Bob, you say, you know, she said the Catholic priest told me this, and the Baptist preacher told me this, and the Lutheran preacher told me this, and now you're saying something completely different. I'm so confused, I don't know what to believe. And I called her by name, and I said, do you ever read your Bible? She goes, no. I said, well, you'll never know then. I mean, like, if you're illiterate, I understand it, but if you can read, Or nowadays, you can just get an audio Bible. What's your excuse for not listening to the word of God? Put God first. You know, um, sometimes, like for instance, in our church, we do all kinds of stuff. Like we have Sunday school for kids to teach them about God at their age. We break it down into you know into age appropriate groups so they can understand it. You guys know from listening to the Tell It Like It Is show, Pastor Bob's got this 300 IQ, so sometimes I don't relate to children. You know they don't understand it, right? So it's so over the top, right? I'm just being facetious, right? I'm not serious. But but in our church we have Sunday school for the kids. We have a discipleship course that's a basic Bible course every Sunday morning. I teach. Plus, we have Sunday school classes for people that have graduated from that, that go over Bible teachings and doctrines, and we teach those things. We have Wednesday night service where we preach and teach things. We have times of prayer after church so you can come and be prayed for, pray with others. Um, we have, our church is a place where your family comes, your children are making friends with good people. Gonna marry somebody good, coming, that loves God and loves people. You see, this is how we put God first. We put God first by doing what God wants us to do. And then once we do like putting God first means we seek God in, in righteousness and holiness, putting God first, like, like putting God first means, um, you know what? God's not pleased with that TV program. I'm not going to watch it anymore. And if you're like me, you'll just get rid of the stupid thing altogether. You know, I, my wife and I haven't had a TV for forty years, and and uh, and we don't watch TV on our phone, and we don't watch movies on our phone. We don't watch Hollywood movies. You say, well, why not? Because I'll tell you why not. If you have, if you're, if you got one spiritual bone in your body, you know why. <laughs> why not? I mean, like it's not pleasing to God. The first curse word ought to make you shut the thing off. You know, I mean, I mean, when I was growing up, and and the stuff I was watching was no good. But when I was growing up, they didn't swear on TV. you know it was Andy Griffith and I don't know who else. you know they, they didn't but even that stuff was no good. you know this this uh that's how we put God first, like we put God first in our lives. we put God first about the way we treat others, like like if you're single, you don't take advantage of uh, of your girlfriend or boyfriend you know you treat them with respect this is putting god first you see this is all you know and and here again this is this is a this broadcast about tonight is about abundant life this is not about getting on to you see some people have this so twisted they think here's what they think they think to go to heaven i got to give up everything in life that's fun that's what they, they really think that a they really do. But people believe that. And even people like you believe that. Backsliders will believe it. Like if you'll grow up in the church, you're not a backslider, but but you'll grow up in the church, and you'll be sitting there looking out the window in the church thinking, boy, I sure wished I could do what everybody else is doing. I'm going to give this to the devil tonight. I'm going to give him a compliment. He's a great salesperson. He's a great liar too. But he's a great salesperson because sin is junk. <laughs> It's just junk. I mean, sin is, like like we were talking in our uh, open discussion discipleship class this morning, and somebody said something about, well, I've got this list of sins I'm working on, and that's fine. But I'll tell you how to beat sin is change your mind about it. Change what you think about it. Once you realize it's poison, once you realize it's destructive, once you realize it hurts other people, including yourself, too, it's not that hard to stop it. See, sin is deceptive. You can develop a taste for puke. I mean, you can. I know that sounds far-fetched, but dogs do it. Dogs eat puke. Does your dog eat puke? Have you ever seen him do it, Abe? Maybe. Have you ever seen a dog eat puke? Abe's dog's a lot smarter than that. But some dogs, they eat puke. You know, they'll puke, or somebody else will puke, and they'll lick it up. You know, uh, and that's why Peter talking about backsliders said it's like the dog returning to its vomit. Like, once you develop a taste for the taste and see that the Lord is good, the Bible says. You know, but, but when all you've ever tasted is sin, and until you taste what the Lord has for you, it doesn't sound good. You see, that's why you've got to have faith to start in this thing. This abundant life, this this is, I, over the years I've been, the only time I get discouraged is when I run into people that don't believe this. Oh, Pastor Bob, that's not for me. That religious stuff is not for me. I had a lady tell me one time, she, after the church service, I was preaching about the evils of Hollywood. And after the church service, she said, I'd like to talk to you and your wife. So she took us into the back room, and she said, I, said, I just want you to know, Now, what I love to do and what my family loves to do is sit and watch movies. And we'll always do that, no matter what. And I thought, and I looked at her, I said, even if God tells you not to? And she didn't know what to say. See, this isn't about Pastor Bob. I'm telling you that if you want abundant life, start listening to God. Put God first. This woman listened to Elijah. He said, give me a little cake first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You know, um and and this this um and that and that's why that's why you're miserable. You know, if you're listening to me tonight and you don't go to church, you're miserable. You say I'm not either. I want to argue with you. Okay, if you're not miserable right now, you'll be miserable. <laughs> you will. Pastor Bob's not miserable. I'm sixty. And if you go to church and you're miserable, it's because you're not putting you're sitting on the pot you're not out you're not out doing what you're supposed to do you know you're you're sitting in you're sitting there um you know buying sweaters for your cat at Christmas. that's what you're doing and here again, I'm not saying i got to be careful because I know some of you love your pets and whatever, but I'm just telling you if that's what you your life consists of sewing a sweater for your cat, you're probably a depressed person because life is about putting God first, putting others first that i mean I sound like My son Ben told me, he didn't say it this way, he said it a lot nicer than this, but he said, he told me that, Dad, you preach about the same thing all the time. Like, my theme in life is this topic. That's what I preach about. And I work, I preach about it in every single angle I can, every single way I can. And when he told me that, I wasn't really offended because I'm like, that's what life is about. Life is about putting God first, putting others second, putting your last third. That's what life is. There's a little song that somebody took a Jingle Bells tune to and it went J O Y, J O Y, this is what it means. Jesus first, yourself last, and others in between. And that's exactly right. That's exactly right. A songwriter wrote years ago, Using Things, Loving People. That's the way it ought to be. Using Things, Loving People. Look around and you'll see that loving things and using people only leads to misery. Using Things, Loving People, that's the way. It ought to be. Well, Abe's going to give you some information and he sounds a lot nicer than me. But uh, go ahead,
5: Abe. Well, this is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast and we are from the New Life Pentecostal Church located in Dickinson, North Dakota. The address to that church is 501 Elks Drive and you can visit us. Um, We have Sunday school on Sunday mornings um, at 10 o'clock a.m. and there's um, adult Sunday school and and um Sunday school for kids and and um just a bunch of classes and and it's open discussion and, and it's a really good thing to come to and also we have a worship service at eleven o'clock AM and that's every Sunday morning and uh and also our next service will be on Wednesday night um at seven thirty PM. That's the f- The New Life Pentecostal Church. The address is 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. Um, If you're from the Beulah area, there's an Apostolic Church in Beulah called the Truth Community Church, and they have um, sun or on Sunday morning their service starts at 10:30, and on Wednesday night their service starts at 7 o'clock. And the address to that church in Beulah is 220 3rd Street Northwest. That's in Beulah, North Dakota, the Truth Community Church. Um, If you're from Beach, every Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center, there's an apostolic service. Their service starts at 7.30 p.m. in Beach at the Beach Community Center every Tuesday night. And um, Brother Joe is the Pastor there, and um, you're welcome to join them. Also in Bowman, North Dakota, Brother Seth is the pastor at the Cornerstone at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. The address to that church is Main eighteen North Main, and um, you're welcome to join them every Thursday night at seven thirty p.m. Um, if you'd like more information, or you didn't catch something, you can call or text Pastor Bob Simons. His seven or his cell phone number is seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. Or you can email him. His email is robert simons fifty eight at gmail dot com.
2: All right, and thank you, Abe, and thank you all for listening. And I did get a text from the Springer's down in Bowman, and I got a text from. Becky in Belfield and most important of all a lady named Lori who is my wife and she's listening with three of my granddaughters Lainey, Whitney and Jamie so they're listening tonight and um, and I'm sure Jamie's getting a lot out of this because she's a pretty, pretty smart little girl she's going to be two here coming up you know um, God wants us to put him first now what's so interesting about this is he set the example for us uh John 3:16 which is uh one of my favorite verses of course and may, like many of you but I love it I really do there's so much to it you could if you're a preacher you could preach on John 3:16 and you could preach many different things about it but what what I love about the Bible and I love about that particular verse too is that every part of that verse God intentionally put it in there and the verse goes for God loved the world and he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But I left out one word when I said that. Because it doesn't say, for God loved the world and he gave his only begotten son. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And that little word so made me write a song one day and I'm going to end the broadcast with that song tonight. But God put our salvation first. And he's asking us now to put him first. Like, like, I don't know if you know this, but when God made man, when he made the universe, he made it all about man. Man was the crowning uh, thing of the universe. Count, the crowning creation. And, uh, and, and, and now what God is saying, I loved you that much. Why don't you love me with everything? You know, there was a man in, uh, there's a scripture in the book of Romans that says, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. You ever read that? I think it's like Romans nine twenty-seven or something. I don't know what it is. But, the, uh, but why did God love Jacob so much? Now Jacob had a, you know, I mean, even his name means liar, you know, like deceiver, supplanter. Why did God love Jacob so much? Well, Jacob, when he wanted something, he went after it. Like he went after it. When he wanted Rachel, you know, Abe, he worked for her for 14 years. Hopefully, you, you don't meet a girl like that where you got to work for her dad 14 years. And he got cheated out over the first seven. You know, but Jacob, when he saw, when he wanted that birthright, he went after it. And I think the reason God loved Jacob is because Jacob was like God in that. Put God first. Put your, put others second. Put yourself third. And you'll have abundant life. That's the secret. I'm going to finish the program with this song. Thank you so much for listening tonight. It, it's this little song I wrote years ago. It's just simply called So. It's a funny thing What a little
3: word can mean It's a funny thing, what a little word can mean. When God wrote his book, such great care he took, not to miss any little word. I can show you what I mean in John 3.16. There's a little word that means so much to me The word is so love show. A love that he had for you and me. You see, God had a plan to come in the form of a man to die so we could be free. Yes, he suffered and he died on the cross, crucified. He gave life on Calvary He loved me so He loved you so God so loved God so That he gave. God so loved the world that He gave. God. he gave. God so loved the world that he gave. It's a funny thing, what a little word
2: Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this broadcast, God, you're not asking us to do anything that you didn't do. Lord, help us to put you first. You put us first when you went to the cross and gave your life for us. God, help us to put you first and give our life for you. And Lord, we know that there's an abundant life for those that do this. And we just pray that you'll help us to have faith and to believe your word over the skeptics who say it's not true. We just pray in the name of Jesus. Pastor Bob signing off tonight. God bless. Tune in next Sunday night for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. In the midnight, you speak the word.
6: you have put your Holy Spirit within me, and I want to tell everyone about you, tell them how you set my spirit free, you are my Lord, you are my Lord. you are my, Lord. You are my, you are my joy,